On today's episode of Captain Nation, professor and therapist Lisette Lopez shares about mental health, how she herself got into therapy, and news on her upcoming book, Santiago's Daughter. Enjoy the show. Face, who need a hero? Hero. You need a hero. Look in the mirror. There go your hero. Who on the front lines at ground zero? Hero. My heart don't skip a beat even when hard times bumps the needle. Mass destruction and mass corruption. The souls are suffering men. Clutching on deaf ears again. Rapture is coming. It's all prophecy. And if I gotta be sacrificed for the greater good, then that's what it gets. Take my pain for me. Take my pain for me. Save my soul for me. Cause I'm alone to see. Hi, everybody. I'm Lizette. I'm a mental health therapist. I do most of my work from home. I do telehealth sessions, which is basically me on Zoom with anybody who is looking for support. I'm also a professor at Hope International University, and I am a Dodgers fan and a dog mom. So before we start, let's actually share a little bit about um, how this story came to be. Uh, you stopped by Caffeina. Was that your first time going there? It was. I actually have a lot of family and friends in San Diego. And I went to visit my cousin and we were looking for places that I can potentially host book readings and book sales. And my friend told me about Cafeína because it's Latino based and it has a lot of Latino art. And that's my focus is Latino mental health. So I definitely want to host book readings in places that connect with the community that I'm aiming towards. Awesome, because we didn't meet. This is actually our first time meeting each other. <laughs> so when I got to work later that day, after you left, uh, they gave me your card. They told me everything about you. And then I was hey. like, oh, this is amazing. I got to get this story out. And then we talked and that's kind of how it all happened. Yeah, I was excited to know that they had given you my card because I know it was really busy when I went. I mean, it was early, so everybody wanted their coffee. So I didn't think that anybody was actually going to get my card. <laughs> no, yeah, they told me immediately, so that was great. That's really nice. So you mentioned that you are a therapist, and I just want to learn first, how did you get into that business? I had a lot of my own mental health struggles growing up. I actually started experiencing panic attacks from the time I was in the seventh grade. And after that, I had a lot of really severe anxiety. And I didn't know what it was until I got to college. And I started to have supports at school and things like that. I think that a lot of times as Latinos, mental health topics are not discussed I really gravitated towards that and ended up becoming a therapist to be able to help people who might not otherwise receive help, kind of like I didn't. <laughs> what is something that helps you in your mental health um, that could inspire or help out the people who do listen to this that do battle mental health? What helps me is going to therapy. As much as I provide therapy for others, I also consume therapy. I have regular scheduled meetings with my therapist. And I think aside from therapy, also learning to put myself first. 
which is really hard in Latino culture because it's a collectivist culture and we kind of grow up thinking that we always have to be there for everyone, especially our family. After a lot of work of setting boundaries, I have learned to be very strict on what I need and what feels good for me instead of what I can do for everyone else. Okay. And has going to therapy been difficult for people? I think it's, it's always really difficult for a lot of reasons. A lot of time people wait a long time before they go to therapy because of all of the beliefs that people might have about therapy. And then after they decide to go ahead and do it, finding a therapist, people don't really know how to do that. And then a lot of times people will get a therapist that doesn't fit for them. So they give up therapy altogether, which, which is really sad to see, because I think that if you find the right therapist for you, it can really create drastic life changes for every person. And your new book, Santiago's Daughter, is it something that shares about mental health or just kind of go over a little bit or a brief summary of your book? Yeah, so my book, Santiago's Daughter, is very personal. It, it talks in detail about my life and about my experience growing up with a dad who has bipolar disorder. So it talks a lot about culture, about being a Latino, about mental health, about poverty. I grew up in Compton and Linwood, so thinking about mental health while also thinking about lack of resources it kind of includes all of that. And I think a really special thing about my book in particular is that it's written kind of in Spanglish. So a lot of it is in English, but I th do throw in a lot of Spanish sentences. And that's really intentional to kind of make the world feel what we as Latino Spanish speaking people feel all the time because we're expected to learn and speak English everywhere we go when that might not be the language that's the most comfortable for us. To you, how was it like growing in Compton, California? So I, I was only in Compton until I was about three years old. After that, we moved a couple of streets away to Linwood, <laughs> which is not severely a, a big change. But I do think that for me, it was really scary because I was always on the smaller side. So I was always back then under a hundred pounds. I'm not even five feet tall. So when a lot of the race riots and fights would happen at school, I was terrified. I didn't want to go to Linwood High. I didn't want to live in a city where I didn't feel safe. But unfortunately, when you don't have money, that's just kind of what you get. Have you yourself ever felt like lost in the world? And how did you overcome those moments where you did feel lost? Oh, I always feel lost. <laughs> I always feel lost. I always feel like I never am truly sure about what I'm doing. Um, I think the ways that I have continued to overcome that is by leaning on my supports. And reaching out, reaching out to people who might have the answer. So I definitely rely on therapy a lot. I recently um, asked someone to mentor me, and that's been amazing. She's 
such an amazing accomplished woman. I also have been building a pretty big Instagram community of other therapists. So many people reach out to me, even strangers who don't personally know me will reach out and provide information or provide support or provide validation. So when I feel lost, I try to build a community. I try to reach out for support, even if it's just to a friend or to one of my primas to just say, hey, man, it's okay. <laughs> Let's hang out. Well, you've kind of talked about your primas a lot and the book, it is called Santiago's Daughter. So it's a lot focused on the family side of growing up, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it definitely incorporates a lot of family dynamics because I feel like family is kind of very enmeshed in Latino culture. You don't typically see one thing without the other. And I I think it's chapter 10 or 11 where I actually interview a lot of my tias and primos to see what their perspective was on what my family experienced with my dad having bipolar disorder. Wow. I actually didn't know that about uh, your father. Um, um, Share with us, you know, the stuff that you had to do, you know, to support your father as well as your family. Mm -hmm. So a lot of it didn't fall on me because I was the youngest. I feel like I didn't really deal with a lot of my father's symptoms until I was a lot older. I think a lot of the work, unfortunately, fell on my mom and my older sister because she was of working age. So whenever my dad would be out of work because he was experiencing depression or experiencing a manic episode, my sister was kind of the one to pick up the slack. She would have a full-time job. She would bring money home to pay for the mortgage. And my mom would be the one kind of chasing him around, making sure he was safe, taking care of him. For me, when I came back from UC Santa Barbara, that's when I kind of started to pitch in a little bit more. I would do the same stuff. I would try to keep him company. I would try to cheer him up. I would try to follow him around as much as I could when he was in a manic episode. It's just really hard. It's it's really hard to try to keep up with someone who has so much energy and can sometimes be dangerous in their behaviors. Did you at any point felt like you kind of had to like leave your family just to kind of focus a lot more on yourself? Or it was one of those things where it's like, I've been in with my family for so long and I really can't leave. I definitely did leave. I left for college. I went to UC Santa Barbara. And at the time, I didn't feel like a lot of the symptoms were were very severe. So I didn't feel guilty leaving. When I was over there is when things started to get bad. And I did feel like, okay, I need to give up on college and I need to go home. I need to help my family. But I made the decision that graduating college would be the way that I helped my family because I would be able to move myself into a better career where I would be able to at least financially help my family in a way that I knew was going to be significant. When this book, Santiago's Daughter, does come out, what is your top priority? What is the one thing that you want people to get from this book when they read it? I think the biggest thing I want people to get from my book is how to know if they are experiencing a mental health concern 
or if someone they know and love is experiencing a mental health concern, and then what to do about it. So I include a whole chapter on different diagnoses and how to know if you're experiencing that or if someone you know is experiencing that. And then I literally say, this is how you get help. Please get help. Please don't do this alone. Please don't disregard this. Because I think for so long, we didn't know how to get help for my dad. We didn't know what was going on with him. We didn't know what to do, even though we knew something was going on with him. So because of that, my family spent a lot of years struggling because we did not know what was going on for him. And once he was able to go to a doctor and they told him, you have bipolar disorder, then we were able to connect him with a psychiatrist who was able to get him medication so that he can be more balanced instead of like up and down, up and down, up and down. And that was, you know, that's the biggest part is that I want people to not have to struggle the way that my family did. And who helped you a lot get this book out there for people? You know, I was looking at that question when you asked me, I don't think anybody helped me. I, I did this all on my own. And I, I noticed that because when I was at USC and I didn't see any books that related to my experience, my professor kind of said, the reason why it's not there is because there has not been a Latina who has written that book. Maybe you are that person. I was like, well, maybe I am. (laughs) Where are ways or how can people find your book at the moment? So my book is going to be exclusively on my website for some time. That's ZuliBLLC.com, Z-U-L-I, and then the letter B, LLC.com. I'm going to sell it there for a bit. And then after I kind of feel ready to release it more publicly, it's going to be on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, Target, Walmart, basically anywhere that you can find books. Anything that you just want to share that has helped you a lot in the long run when going to start your book, when helping people in the therapy business, uh, any words of encouragement you want to give anybody listening? I would say allow yourself to cry and to feel shitty whenever you need to. I know on Monday I was really struggling with trying to figure out how to continue to grow my business. And I just let myself cry and talk to people and be sad. And then on Tuesday, I woke up and I was like, hold on. I am a strong businesswoman. I'm going to figure this out. It's, it's kind of allowing yourself to be sad and to struggle and then remembering how powerful you are and continuing on with your goals by finding support. Again, I always lean back on support. On Tuesday, when I felt like, I know I can do this, I posted on my Instagram and I said, hey, who can help me with this? And so many people reached out. So today I'm working with a couple of people to move my business in the direction that I am leaning towards. So I I think my advice would be allow yourself to struggle and then pick yourself back up. And if you can't find a way to pick yourself back up, 
ask someone to help you stand up because there's a lot of people ready and willing to provide support. And for you, what's next in your career? What is next for Lisa Lopez? What is next? I actually am really enjoying being a professor. So I think I definitely want to be able to teach more classes. I just finished the outline for my second book. So originally the idea for my book was for it to be a trilogy. Santiago's daughter, Santiago's wife, and Santiago, which would be my perspective, my mom's perspective on being a spouse with someone with a severe mental health condition, and then my dad's perspective. What is it actually like to live the day-to-day having your mind kind of trick you all the time? So working on the second book is going to be a big part of what's next for me. And then continuing to grow my mental health business. I definitely am super passionate about helping Latinos and people of color with mental health illnesses. Because I feel like in order to make change, you really have to trust the person you're working with. And I know from experience, working with non-Latino people has not really been super helpful for me. Because I want to be able to relate to the person and for the person to be able to understand culturally what's happening for me. So definitely want to continue to focus my business on helping people of color. Give it up once again for Lisa Lopez. And thank you for being a part of Catanation Studios. And for everybody listening right now that wants to purchase her book, Santiago's Daughter, go to her website, com slash book. And to get a hold of Lisa Lopez personally, go to her website, lisalopezlmft.com. That's going to do it for this special edition of Catanation Studios. Next week is going to be a little bit different because we have yet another professor joining the show. But she won't be talking about mental health. In fact, she'll be talking about teaching English to Spanish and Spanish to English. A good friend of mine, Areli Hernandez, joins Catanation Studios to talk about her journey being a teacher and a professor and most recently her arrival to San Diego, California. Stay tuned everybody. We'll see you all next week. We are Catanation. Thank you all for listening to this Catanation Studios podcast. Don't forget to follow me on Instagram at WeAreCatanation. And to continue to listen to awesome podcasts like this one, go to wearecatanation.buzzsprout.com.